Hey y'all, today is a super exciting day. It is the podcast's second birthday. I don't even know, like I'm thinking, can you even believe it? And then my next thought is, yes, absolutely, because I've just shown up consistently for the last two years. Every Tuesday, an episode goes out. And then I added in just a little while back some little mini sods for Friday. So I'm so, so, so excited to be sitting here just thinking about the biggest blessings of this podcast over the last couple of years. First, it's been this platform where I've got to share my voice and the stories that I think will enlighten, ignite, and inspire and that really anybody can relate to and take value from. And then I have the most beautiful, incredible, amazing humans who are willing to come on and be vulnerable and share their story with me and my audience around the world. And I feel so incredibly blessed to be able to sit across the table or the Zoom the Zoom screen from them and be the one asking the questions. And as I get to be the the interviewer, it's really a blessing to be able to to dig in and ask the questions that I'm so curious about. And then my ritual has been that every Tuesday when I have a guest on, I will listen to the episode as a listener because just being in the different seat, just listening in, then I take away different ahas. And one of my core values is evolution and growth. And the gift of this podcast also is every time that I get to have a conversation with someone, I grow and evolve. My perspective changes. I get little aha moments. I connect to their stories and take away something, even if it's so subtle. So thank you, thank you, thank you to all of my incredible guests who said yes to being a part of this journey with me. I wouldn't be able to do it without you. And that just means the world to me that you've sat across the table from me and shared your story because stories are so powerful. So thank you to all of the incredible humans who have been a guest so far. And I'm really, really excited for this next year that awaits and all the other incredible people that I'm going to be able to connect with from around the world. And then just thank you for you listening in. That's the reason that I do this podcast is because you're here every week listening into the stories and I know that it's going, the stories that I share are going to make the world a better place. So thank you for tuning in each week. I absolutely love that you're here. You're the reason I do it. Um, Another thing that just recently came up is a collaboration with Now by Solu. So That has been super exciting. 
As you've heard me share before, I have an affiliate link for the meditation speakers that I absolutely love. And I'm starting at Candace's favorite things list and the meditation speakers are on the top of the list. So Michael Jolly, I did an interview with him. He is the inventor of the speakers. So go back and check that episode out. And if you are thinking about meditating, you do meditate, you love meditation, you're not really sure, wherever you're at in that journey, these speakers are absolutely incredible. They are two speakers that work together and you listen to them for three minutes. So everybody has three minutes. So if this is something that you're interested in, then check out the link in the show notes and use the code CANDICE10 to receive 10% off your set. And these speakers, I use them every day with my class. They've been to Mexico. They came in my carry-on bag. They've been to the top of a mountain, lakeside, riverside. They are one of a kind. So go check those out. Okay, this first little snippet is like a direct hit to my heart. And I resonate with the story so deeply. If you haven't been here for a while, go back and check out my bonus episode called Dear Ellen. And you'll understand why it just uh, is a direct hit to my heart. But here is the beautiful Ronnie sharing her story, the rainbow after the storm. The flocks of people that came into the hospital and all of the nurses knowing our story and all of the nurses like asking how many times have I been pregnant and then finding out that this was number seven and then just like just the support that everybody, the delivery room, the operating room, everybody was just so supportive. And again, you feel like you're wrapped in this blanket of this community and these people that were just so happy and just so, um, it was a shared win for everybody. Um, And that's what Connor is to us. Like he's a shared victory for everybody in our family. Like everybody looks at him and we just think like, this is what perseverance created. This is what not giving up on this dream created. And he's challenging. He's six years old. So he is challenging right now. (laughs) But, but we just keep on going back to, yes, this is, this was the dream and he made it come true. And what a beautiful story that is. It would have been so much easier just to quit than to keep going. So the beautiful blessing that came, their son, Connor, oh, just, yeah, that hits every heartstring. And she said something in there about being wrapped in community. And that can be everything when you have the people around you wrapping you with love and light and just being part of the journey. So that kind of goes in perfectly with this next little snippet from this beautiful soul, Ariel, who calls herself the connector and that she is. She has connected me with many incredible guests that have been on the podcast and are up and coming on the podcast. 
and she has something to say about community. So listen in. I always say that like as humans, we need our basics, right? Everybody says, oh, you need water, food, shelter. I think that's, I don't know. Those are like the top three, right? I always say we need water and then community. Like community is our food. Um, Obviously you need water to just live. Water, community, food is like my way of putting it in that that order. Because with community, uh, it feeds us. It feeds our soul. Now, isn't that the truth when you stop and really think about it? That community is our food for the soul. And with community, it's like you can ride the waves of life that are going up. And you want to have community to celebrate all of the wins with. And when we go down, we really want community to hold our hand or to just be surrounded by to help us get through the tough times. So this is just a reminder to you to reflect on your community. Do you have a community? And if you don't, how can you create one so that life is just a little more magical? And here's the thing that I recognize within myself and my own community is I would rather have quality over quantity. So it doesn't, when we talk about or when I specifically talk about community, it doesn't mean that you have to have tons and tons of people. It could be a few select really good quality people that you like to walk beside life with and share the exciting times and are there to pick you up when you've fallen. So think about who you're surrounding yourself with, where you're putting yourself in certain situations and you ultimately can change that if you want to or put yourself out there to create a community that will feed your soul. And because I'm kind of on the note of, you know, when we go through those hard times in life that are inevitable, we're all going to go through the really, really good stuff and the really hard stuff. So my next guest, Mel, yeah, she brought up something that I thought was just genius. So take a listen if you head into the storm you'll get through it faster it sounds contradictory but if you try and out race it the storm's always behind you and you got to endure that or if you kind of sideswipe you will capsize the fastest way through our stuff our muck our mess is actually to go straight through it identify what is not working Don't avoid the conflict. Don't avoid the difficult parts of life. Go through it. As you say, find the rainbow at the other end. I use rainbows in my meditations all the time in different ways. Then you can look back and go, whew, I didn't read the map properly or I didn't pay attention to the weather warnings. I thought I knew better. What part of the red flags were there that made the storm bigger than it was or bigger than you thought you would be able to handle? 
the the ability to reflect on what you could have avoided he's just as powerful as looking back and going okay what did i learn from that so so good so yeah sometimes i think we try to avoid the storm or outrun it on the outskirts but the fastest way like mel says is straight through so and i totally get this i have avoided some storms i've tried to ride the waves the turmoil on the outside so i completely get that and maybe that's the way that you take on the next storms in your life and that's okay but if you want to make it through the quickest and just get to the other side of it you might want to consider going straight through the middle Okay, do you remember me telling you about Arielle and how she's connected me with some pretty incredible people? Well, Barbara is one of them. Back in October when we were both attending an event, she introduced me to her and I'm so grateful that she did. I think this message from Barbara might just change your whole entire world. So take a listen. But the day that I started saying, what if I let go of this anger? What if I let go of the hurt and the pain and just tolerated that it was for me? Ooh, that's a scary thought. And if you're listening right now, I hope you don't hate me for saying this, but just see if you could breathe into that for a second. And then I thought it wasn't a mistake, right? God doesn't make mistakes. So if I chose these two people who really were kind of short-sighted a lot of the time when I was little and made some really interesting choices, but gave me, gifted me all this incredible adversity so that I could rise up and become the person I am today. I guess I kind of have to thank them. I know that sounds really weird, but the day I started doing that and it wasn't easy and it took year, I mean, years for me to really mean it, But I was at first doing the lip service of like, thank you. Thank you for giving me life. Thank you for, you know, not providing me a safe space because I had to learn how to do it on my own and I rose up. Right. And then I look at my muscles and my character and I'm like, I did that with God and all the other people in my life that helped me. And I did it in spite of what I wasn't given And isn't that just such a hopeful message that we can rise up in spite of our circumstances, in spite of what's happened? And there's so many people that I know that have a similar story. And when I'm saying similar, they have rose up from the ashes that a lot of times in our childhood, or even in adulthood, let's just talk about our childhood for a minute. The circumstances, we don't choose, we're just in them. But then we make the decision that we get to rise up in spite of what happened. We get to decide how we walk away, how we're shaped. We get to be grateful for the good that's come out of it. And I'm not saying I wish the bad on anybody. That's not it. I'm just saying that we've all been through something. 
or we know somebody who's been through something really incredibly hard and it shapes us into who we are. So there's uh, Jesse Thistle. I read his book. It reminds me of this called From the Ashes. And it just goes to show it doesn't matter where you started. It doesn't matter how you might think the odds are not in your favor, how things aren't working out for you. We can all rise. So maybe you can think back to an experience or a situation that was excruciatingly hard. And I'm not discounting that, how hard things were. But maybe you can take another look with a different lens and think about how this experience has shaped you into who you are that makes you you. Okay, so this is just going to flow so easily into my next guest, Jonna. And I just have to quickly tell you the story about how Jonna and I met, even if you've heard it on a previous podcast, because oh, it is just so good. So back when I was telling you about the event that I attended in October, it was in LA and it was a two-day event that Kathy Heller was putting on. And after the second day was done, there was just a flock of women standing outside of the Grammy Museum in LA riding on this magical pixie dust. There was magic in the air. And Talia and I were just about to leave. We just chatted with so many women outside and we're thinking, okay, we're so full. Took a breath. We're just about to leave. And we turned and we ended up turning and talking with Jonna. And Jonna told me her story about this book that she was writing and her mission and and all the things. And I was just immediately like, oh my gosh, the world needs to hear this. This book is going to be incredible. I can't even wait. This is amazing work that you're doing. I resonate with it so deeply. And she says, oh, do you want a copy? She had a proof in her purse. And I said, yes, absolutely. Took a copy, read it when I got back to the hotel. Couldn't wait to fly back home to read it to my son and read it to my class. And I did. And in my class, we used the book as inspiration and we all wrote our own little books. And the conversations that came out of this story are just, I just don't even know how to describe them. Life-changing, thought-provoking, just hit you deep to the core. So tune into this next clip because I think we can all take a little something out of it. It doesn't matter how far you are in your journey of uncovering all the things that you aren't really tapping into who you are. I think this is a continual one that we all will be working on. So take a listen. I went through some trauma 
and really just shut down my voice. Um, I started to allow in what I thought I needed to be rather than who I really was. And, um, that stuck with me for unfortunately way longer than I wish it would have. Um, I still found ways to kind of be creative, but to use someone else's voice. So I would, you know, I would sing or I was in a lot of like musicals and plays, but there's always a script, you know, and I was doing what was like scripted and asked of me. And I had a lot of fun. It's just, it wasn't being true to my heart in terms of where it really um, where I had something to say that wasn't just written for me. So I hope that you can find the courage to share your voice. And when I'm saying this, it doesn't have to be in huge, massive ways. It could simply be speaking up about the movie that you want to see or the restaurant that you want to eat at. Or maybe you don't want to go with the flow of everything that's happening and maybe there's something else you want to spend your time doing, like reading a book. It can be simple things or it can be bigger things. And notice, are there times where you're not using your voice? Maybe there are certain people that you quiet your voice around or maybe certain experiences. Maybe it's at work. Maybe it's with certain family. Maybe it's that one friend. And I'm not saying that you have to remove yourself from these situations It's just important to realize when your voice is going quiet, when you're not saying what you want to say, because you ultimately get to work through why, why are you keeping your voice quiet and you get to decide if you're going to make a change. So I hope that you are using your voice and speaking up because the world needs to hear what you have to say. Okay, so here is another guest that I was connected with by Arielle. And she truly is the connector. And she connects people to people, places, or things. So, so far she's done an amazing job of connecting me to people. So I'm going to have to maybe hit her up on different places or things because I haven't yet. So if you are looking for a connection, definitely connect with her. Okay. So this next one is Patricia Rain. And I love her story because I really think that you don't have to wait until you are in adulthood to pursue a dream. Believe it or not, came into the beauty industry at just nine years old, um, falling in love with the, you know, doing my own hair and just kind of beautifying myself and those around me. And so my mom is a licensed manicurist. And so I was always in her things, like just, you know, how children can be, Um, just not utilizing her stuff properly, wasting products, throwing things away. And just, and my mom, I'm really thankful for her for paying attention to um, how much I was into it. So she was just like, wow, you seem to be really interested in this, you know, what's going on. And I was like, mom, I want to go to beauty school. Like, will you pay for me to go to beauty school? She says, well, you need to wait till you're 16 in the state of Florida. 16 years old is when you can get your license. And so, as you know, children never forget anything. On my 16th birthday, I reminded her 
are you still going to pay for me to go to beauty school? (laughs) And she said, yes. So two things there. If you are a parent and your child is asking to pursue something that just lights them up, find a way to say yes. And two, encourage your children to ask for opportunity because it might just be the start of a beautiful path. Now, this next guest, I instantly took away from our conversation some of the things that we can say when we really don't know what to say or when someone is going through a really difficult time because I've always felt that I've really love and care and send positivity to their way. But oftentimes I'm at a loss of words because there aren't really words. And so I really love this conversation and these, these tips that I could take away and use when people are going through a really hard time to let them know that you really do deeply care and that you're not just dismissing what they're going through. So take a listen. Everything happens for a reason. Let's change that to, I don't understand why this is happening. I don't understand why it's so hard. Or instead of stay positive, how about something like, I'm really going to hope for for better for you. I'm going to do the work of that. I'm going to, you know, really believe that things can get better and hold your hand until they do. So I, th- I think we need to stop and think before we speak. And ultimately, if you don't know what to say, say that. Because the phrase, I don't know what to say, speaks volumes. It speaks to the fact that this is an impossible situation. This is so hard, there are no words. And I love how my next guest, Molly here, she talks about the messiness of the transformation. So think about the little caterpillar going in the, to the cocoon and completely melts and all of the inside swirls around going through this transformation. And then on the other side of that is a butterfly. So transformation isn't always this yellow brick road leading us forward transformation can be really messy and it can be painful but on the other side of it there can be beauty so I love how Molly highlights this this transformation journey that she had the pandemic for me was the biggest blessing because I literally went from being a caterpillar to just goo during the pandemic and I always I'm so thankful that my poor husband, aside from my husband, who just literally thought, like had to deal with me turning into goo and like reshaping myself. Um, nobody else saw that that experience. So people just see this amazing person who's done all this work and they, they didn't see like just the complete chaos inside of me, around me, just trying to better myself constantly, but just the pain involved. Um, and so for me, the pandemic was the greatest gift. I just felt like, 
I just got to run around and nobody needed anything else from me except my daughter. And I just got to heal myself. And that was it. And it was amazing. And what I've kind of come to the realization of for myself or my belief that I have after talking to so many people and really going inward is that we all just want to heal ourselves and uncover who we really are so that we can be really connected to our soul. So I think that evolution and growth is just constant. That's the one thing that we know is consistent. We will always evolve. We will always grow. There will always be more. So we don't really need to rush it. We can just take it as it is. But when we can really peel back the onion and and cover one layer at a time, we can free ourselves from all the things that are laid on top of us that are holding us back and suffocating us really so we can become more fully alive. Okay, after you listen to this next clip, you might be reevaluating what you are chasing, what you are aspiring to have. Do you even know what your definition of success or are you just chasing down society's definition of success or your friends or your neighbors or a co-workers or a mentor what is your idea of success what does that actually look like on a day-to-day basis listen in to this next little snippet I feel like I answer this question once a week for people who are who are interested in working with our agency. And the question is always like, so can you give us an example of a few successful authors? And then the moment I pose, well, tell me what success is. Because I know that the initial thought is success equals sales numbers and or profit. But then you're like, well, what if somebody only sold 50 books, but they got a contract as a an established business coach for $50,000? you know, what's success? Is that book success or is that personal and professional success? Or what happens if somebody now gets asked to a grieving mother gets asked to speak on stage? She might've sold 200 copies of her book, but what happens if one of those people was the right person and puts her on stage? So like, is that success? So grab your journal and write it down. What does success look like to you? Now, this perfectly lends into my next guest as Megan just talked about a grieving mother. So Betsy, she made a decision that changed the course of her life. That That's what happened to me. I went to a support group of grieving parents to speak. I went to speak at, a, at one of the meetings. And everybody went around saying, defining themselves by their loss, saying like, no, my daughter died 10 years ago. And my, you know, and this is how my son died. And this one committed suicide. And the other one um, choked on a piece of meat in a restaurant. And, and they said all these things that happened six, seven, eight, 10 years ago. And one, and until they came to the last one who said, you know, we just have to accept that we're part of a club we never chose to be a part of. And I was like, whoa. 
I ain't going to be part of that club. I'm going to make my own club. So I did. Hurt to Hope is my own club. People who have experienced loss and are willing to rise above it stronger and better for it and are going to use that pain to elevate other people's lives. Like, you don't have to be part of a club you never chose to be a part of just because of what happened to you. And that, my friends, I am in awe of because you never know what you'll do if you're, you find yourself in the same situation. But she is taking people from hurt to hope. And she is showing others that it's possible to really live a a joyful life after such tragic loss. So go back and listen to that full episode with Betsy. It is just filled with so many things to think about and ponder. And I'm just so happy for her that she's got to this place where she is living just an extraordinary life and she's helping others to do the same. And now I want you to think about if you could design the life of your dreams, what would it look like? What would you be doing? And in the next breath, I'm going to tell you it is absolutely possible. Somebody out there is living the same life that you dream to live. They've designed it in a way that makes them want to jump out of bed in the morning. So check out this next little snippet from Lindsay. I'm a huge believer in the concept of designing our life that, you know, we don't have to just take it as it is. We don't have to just react and respond. We can be deliberate and intentional and we can make choices that support the, our, our version of what our best life looks like. And so I think that in, you know, choosing to have more of an integrated role as a, as a wife and a mom and as a professional woman and designing my life that way, that's how I've been able to make it all work. That's how I've been able to feel like I really do have it all. And for me, success is not determined by financial success. Success to me means being able to do what I want, when I want, with who I want, and where I want. And when I'm spending my days doing stuff like this with you, Candice, hanging out with girlfriends, planning a cool conference for women, that feels so unbelievably fulfilling and successful to me. And, you know, I'm here because of the decisions that I've made. And some of them hurt like hell. Some of them were, you know, big life lessons learned. Last year was a huge learning curve for me. But to know that this is where I was going to land, I would go back and do it all again if I had to, because I feel so in charge of my future and the person that I am today because of those decisions and because I made the choice to actively design the life that I want. Now, doesn't that make you want to be intentional about designing your own life and think about your future self? What is your future self doing? Where are they spending their time? Who do they hang around? Where do they shop? What are they doing on the day-to-day? 
and start slowly adding those things to your life now. If you want to change your future, you have to change the decisions that you are making today. So slowly shift your habits and think about where your future self, where you want her to be, what you want her to be doing, what the day-to-day looks like, and start seeing how you can incorporate that into your life in just small little ways. Ooh, and then this next clip. Let these words sink right in. I always tell people, you need to be mentally tough. And when the going gets tough, it gets tough. And you need to mentally be tough. You can be as physically fit as you want. But in an ultra marathon, when things get tough, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And if you're not, that's when you're just going to like give up and quit. And this last one just kind of sums it all up. Oftentimes we feel like we need to fix other people, our kids, our family, our coworkers, and they're a mirror for us to, I don't know if I want to use the word fix, but heal some of our own stuff that's going on. So listen in, take note. And I think we can just leave it right at that. I remember sitting in the house that we were living in and I was looking back on the last year and I was like, whoa, like we had gone from two to three meltdowns a day that would last hours to two to three meltdowns a month that would last not hours. And we're probably 90% less intense. Most of them, not all of them. Sometimes like once a month or so, they'd still be pretty crazy. But I was like, that's crazy. I'm like, that's weird that like, how did that change happen? Like I didn't get him diagnosed. I didn't give him medication. I didn't send him to therapy. I didn't like change anything about him. I only changed my response. Okay. And that concludes the birthday episode. So thank you again for all of you stopping in each week to check out the podcast. I absolutely love and appreciate you. If you haven't written a review, I would love for you to take the time to write a review, rate and subscribe, maybe send the episode to a friend, text it or share it on your IG to spread the podcast even further because my ultimate goal from sharing the podcast is to make this world a better place. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of All Things Relatable. If you know someone that would relate to this episode and get value from it, please pass it along. Also, if this episode resonated with you, I would love for you to rate, review, and subscribe.